0: Hey,
1: everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. What's up, visionaries? Just wanted to give you a quick heads up that we experienced some technical problems while filming this interview. We felt like we captured lightning in a bottle, so rather than reshoot the whole piece, we've decided to air it as is, since the conversation was just so mind-blowing. Anatoly's video may drop in and out, but the audio and his handsome headshot will be there whenever that happens. Enjoy the conversation, one you can only hear on Real Vision Crypto. Welcome to the show, everybody. We've got an important conversation today about smart contracts, about scaling, and an impressive group to be joining us shortly, But first, let's introduce Kyle Davies, co-founder of Three Arrows Capital and an investor in both Solana and Starkware, both of which will be represented here shortly. He is also my co-moderator today. Welcome, Kyle. Thanks, Ash. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Before we get started here, before we bring in Anatoly, Ellie, and Aviu, tell us a little bit about what you do.
2: I co-founded Three Arrows Capital with Suzu. Um, and we focus exclusively on crypto investing. So we invest in layer one, layer two, applications. Uh, we have a trading group. Um, but broadly speaking, we focus on anything and anything we think makes money in uh, in crypto. And, uh, and today's going to be a really fun one because we have... Um, a layer one protocol, a layer two protocol, both focused on scalability with very different
1: approaches. So um, I'm pretty excited for this one. Okay, so let's set the table there a little bit based on what you just said. First of all, let's give some context on what the challenges are with scalability. There's broadly three things that a blockchain usually tries to accomplish. It's known as the
2: blockchain uh, trilemma, and that would be decentralization, scalability, uh, and security. And um, these, Two blockchains uh, have very different approaches to uh, those three uh, goals. Um, So I I thought it'd be interesting just to go one by one and just see, um, you know, how Anatoly and how LA and Avihu think about uh, each of those. And then maybe afterwards, we can talk about applications, composability, things like that, that then can be added and and, and applied to their blockchains uh, in
1: the future. So also to frame out a little bit what we're talking about in layer one versus layer two. Uh, so Solana is a layer one protocol. Starkware is a layer two scaling protocol on top of Ethereum. Give us a sense of what that means for people who aren't as in the weeds as you are.
2: In It's most basic sense. It just means how the blockchain is secured. So um, Starkware relies on Ethereum for its security, um, whereas uh, Solana has its own protocol for, for security. Um and uh, yeah, there are, there are pros and cons for how those are set up, but I, I'd actually just like to ask uh, each of them how they think about it.
1: Kyle, you set us up there with the perfect segue to bring in the broader group. Let's introduce who's going to be joining us now. It's Anatoly Yakovenko, CEO at Solana Labs, Eli Ben Sassoon, co-founder and president at Starkware, and Avihu Levy, head of product at Starkware. Guys, you were all listening when we had that conversation uh, between Kyle and me. First of all, did we get the nature and framework of the problem correct? Tell us how you think about it. Uh, Anatoly, let's start with you, please.
3: There were kind of two questions there. One is, what do you think about layer one versus layer two? And then how are you tackling scaling and scalability? Um, so initially with the with design of Solana, we weren't really thinking about scaling blockchain for blockchain's sake, we had a specific use case in mind, and that was markets, uh, price discovery. So cheesy slide deck uh, uh, for Solana was blockchain at NASDAQ speed. What that meant was that what we wanted to build is a system where when you send a bit of information to the network, it is propagated around the world with the lowest latency as fast as possible, as cheaply as possible. and. By definition, it requires all-to-all communication. So the problem that we really needed to scale was that fundamental problem, all-to-all communication that is kind of fundamental to BFT systems. How do we make sure that anybody in the world you know, that connects to the system, they observe the same state as everyone else, and they have guarantees that they're observing that same state because that's critical for trading. Um, and this was you know, partly driven by my experience trading on things like you know, interactive brokers and CME and NASDAQ where you had to like give up your firstborn to get the data that you're submitting to them back. (laughs) So I really wanted something where that execution of like all the information and prices was as transparent as possible. Um, So this is what the core problem that Solana is optimizing for. And the only way to do that is with hardware, because you're dealing with a lot of messages from all the nodes confirming that they're receiving this data and providing those guarantees that now this information is globally uh, globally replicated. Um, the layer one versus layer two, I kind of think of it this way, if the system implements its own version of BFT, it's a layer one, doesn't matter if it's got some weird connection to, a, to another layer one, but that that's what fundamentally makes a layer one. And then you can start thinking about, well, is there a bridge to another layer one? Is that bridge a roll up execution environment where you're guaranteeing that execution is the same at both chains and stuff? Um, if a, a pure layer two is something where there is no additional. BFT system, that this thing runs strictly directly on the finality of, of the other
1: layer one. So, Ellie, as you listen to that, uh, the framework for how you guys think about Starkware, the challenge that you're trying to solve, uh, and the execution of that solution, tell us a little bit about Starkware.
0: We have a set of uh, technologies that um, is the culmination of more than three decades of uh, mathematical and cryptographic research. And it is sort of the, the pinnacle of that research. Um, we pushed it uh, and advanced it a lot forward through a lot of inventions that were uh, basically made inside Starkware, including, you know, Stark protocols, Fry protocols, um, Validium, Volition, Cairo, and many other things. And this set of technologies offers two things, and these things are pretty uh, unique and also very important for all of humanity, but we're going to first uh, spearhead them through blockchains. Um, One is scalability, and I'll let Aviu explain in more detail exactly what what kind of unique properties do Starks bring in terms of scalability. And the other aspect is privacy through zero knowledge. So um, we are in some sense uh, blockchain agnostic, and this technology is even bigger than all of blockchain. It will start, in blockchain, it has started in blockchains where it's really needed and also very much appreciated. And the very first blockchain on which it started was Ethereum, but this technology is bigger than just one solution and one L2 and will probably be adopted, uh, whether with Starkware's help or without it by all blockchains and then beyond that. But the way we solve scalability uniquely is something that I want uh, Abil to to explain.
4: The way I like to think about it is that we provide Scale in two dimensions. When when you think on blockchain, you normally think of many 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 nodes, and they all receive many many transactions, and they execute them. They get the data from them. They execute them. And then they update the state. And um, to if I if I want to summarize in one sentence, what we provide is that we remove the need for those nodes for all these let's say thousands and thousands of nodes in the network to get uh, this data. For um, almost the entire data, and to run any of the computations. So instead of getting tons of data and then executing tons of transactions and then updating the state, we remove the need for the first two. So one dimension of uh, scale is the dimension of removing execution or making um, execution much much cheaper, and the other dimension is that we remove the need to send on the, over the network a lot of the data that otherwise would need right. to be sent.
1: Uh, so I should say, obviously, uh, we have one person here today from Solana, uh, two people here from Starkware. We're going to try and balance for time so that both sides uh, get equal time here in the conversation. Uh, let me jump back over to Kyle. Uh, obviously, we have some very brilliant technical people, uh, engineers on this Zoom session, give us a little bit of a framework uh, in terms of how you think about this. You're an expert at explaining this uh, to investors who may not necessarily have the same level of technical detail. Frame out for us uh, how you think about what we just heard and how it applies uh, to the problems, more generally speaking.
2: Sure, so I, I would preface this by saying I'm not the technical person here, but um, the uh, high level graphic version would be that, you um, Solana is scaling with hardware. Uh, Starkware is scaling with software to a certain degree, right? And this has certain implications for um, uh, the decentralization. Uh, This has other implications for security and uh, the whole blockchain trilemma. Um, uh, So I guess one of my questions maybe for Anatole first would be, um, how do you think about these trade-offs? And like, how do you think about uh, a successful end state so if we get to nasdaq performance uh and not just one nasdaq but i think the goal is to have many different applications running um how do you think about uh you know that how, how uh solana will scale
3: sure so the core difference is that you know like we can't remove the data. <laughs> we have to propagate it. And we have to propagate the state because that is the core proposition here is that when you connect with the network, that you receive all this information with some real-time guarantees. Right now, you know, roughly four in a milliseconds is the guarantee. So if I'm a somebody that's interested in all these new financial markets, all, it, all I need is a bit of hardware, which I can buy anywhere. And now I connect to this one single global prism for the entire world's mar- you know price discovery engine. So if you think of it from that perspective, there is no shortcut to remove any of the trades. Right, every order that's submitted to Serum needs to be propagated. Every you know every NFT change of ownership that needs to be propagated. We don't really care about compressing that information because receiving that information is the is the proposition that any all the subscribers actually get the data. They can build their models on top of it. They can build their financial applications on top of it, and and so forth. So the challenge for us is a networking problem. It is how do we shove as many packets into you know one one gigabit or ten gigabit network uh, network pipes and propagate them around the world as fast as possible with the you know reliability in case there's adversarial you know uh, folks on the network and stuff like that. And that is a a hard problem. And solving that meant that the capacity that each node has in terms of handling all these messages from all the other nodes is so large that execution of the state of the actual state transitions, when you look at Amdel's law, that's a very small part of it. You know, each transaction we're targeting you know, can't take more than a millisecond of execution time on a single core. And the median right now is half a millisecond. So you can kind of think of it, if I have a single core that's available, that thing can do 2000 TPS. Modern day computers come in 128 cores. Our minimum requirements right now are 16 core systems, and that's enough to handle the current load. Um, So for us, scaling is how do we, you know, how do we squeeze Obviously, the all the performance we can out of the hardware. We're not using a VM. We're using Berkeley Packet Filter, which is a you know battle-tested VM that's designed for low latency, kind of high packet rate uh, processing. Um, we build our own, you know, execution environment. It's in theory scalable to SIMD, to GPUs, to things like that. So you can actually envision where you have markets like Serum where all the transaction does is find me a place in the price time queue and then flip some bits. If you have a hundred thousand of those. You can throw them all on a GPU and process them and, you know, single instruction, multiple data kind of, kind of processing. All those things are possible in the way we've designed Solana. And those are our scaling options. Um, and in theory, you know, there's some, uh, some, some ways we can also do delayed execution, like asynchronous execution. But at the end of the day, all the nodes have to be provisioned for the worst case, which means they have to be provisioned to handle all the state in in terms of storage and all the execution in terms of, uh, hardware processing. Um, and that's actually easier to do if, uh, versus do that plus have these real time guarantees. Once you stuff those real time guarantees there, you have to over provision the system to such a point that the rest of the problems are like, you know, Kind of not as not as not uh, as not as bad,
2: Anatoly. Thank you. Um, I guess this is supposed to the framing of this conversation is actually as a debate. So why don't we stay on Solana, but we'll we'll now hear from uh, the Starkware side. How do you think about the uh, scaling solution from the hardware perspective, um, and how do you think about uh, you know about uh, Solana's uh, implementation?
4: If I may, I would like to just. Um using what Anatolik just uh, said to explain uh, how how we can provide additional scale on top of that. So, for example, let's take the example of uh, of exchange and trading like uh, like uh, what was described previously. And let's say that I want to cut on data, right? Because I don't want to prevent any um, essential data from any node, but... I also want to run everything in a trustless manner. So for example, if I think on order book and people signing orders, then I have to include the signature in every transaction in the network, which is an overhead on data. But the other option that I have is to use a start proof to prove that I've seen a valid signature for this order. And then I don't have to propagate the data of the signature of every order, which saves, uh, let's say, about uh, 50% of data just on order's uh, signature. And a different example, if I think of settlements. How much time does that take? I just want to give another, um, <laughs> if, if, if I may, another uh, uh, example on execution. If you have like a sequence of settlements, then sure, you want to, to verify all of them to be trusted. So then you're going to execute them. And because they're sequential, let's say it's the same market maker, whatever, three arrows are trading now, 100 trades per second then you have to verify each and every one of them Uh, if you have a stark proof for the execution of these 100 transactions then you don't have to rerun every transaction instead you can just verify a single proof and then take those transactions as granted that they are correct so that's what we mean by scaling with data and with computation that's what i want to say
1: Kyle, obviously when we have brilliant technical people uh, here having these conversations, sometimes uh, we can all get lost in the weeds, particularly people who aren't technical. I hear this argument uh, basically as one between uh, hardware Being able to execute transactions more quickly on the Solana side. uh, And on the Starkware side, uh, this is about something called uh, zero knowledge proofs, the ability to understand that something is known uh, without actually revealing it to the party who's verifying it. Is that a rough kind of quick and dirty framework for people who are following along at home?
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think the idea is that you can have uh, like a roll up, um, which there's many implementations of them. Uh, the Starkware team, I think, is the, the lead, market leader. Um, and uh, the idea is that you can have a set of computation that is uh, proved in a zero-knowledge way off, you know, and then uh, implemented back to uh, a main chain in a faster, cheaper, more secure way. So, um, this is the basic principle behind uh, Starkware, um, and but as uh, LA said at the beginning, it's not uh, specific to any chain. Could be done on any chain. Uh, in fact, could be done for even non-blockchain use cases. So um, the idea here is that potentially it could be used to even help Solana scale.
1: Yeah. And one more question for Kyle, before we let Anatoly jump back in. Uh, For people who may have lost track of the big picture here, what's the context for this? Why does this matter? And why is this such an important debate as blockchain scaling becomes an issue?
2: You need look no further than uh, Ethereum fees right now. Uh, They are very high. And um, this, I think, is the whole uh, catalyst. So there are uh, lots of computer scientists working on ways to scale blockchains, uh, whether it is with hardware, software, different kinds of roll-ups, um, with uh, sharding. I mean, there's many different potential uh, solutions. Um, but I think th- for this conversation, the, the most interesting are uh, you know, the, the Solana uh, hardware solution, I guess, and the Starkware uh, zero-knowledge solution.
1: Let's go back to Anatoly. I know he had something you wanted to add.
3: Yeah, so the, the problem is that like, the way a transaction lifetime works in Solana is while it pops something up to a user, they sign it, that transaction flies directly to the block producer. That block producer doesn't really execute it. It encodes it into the block and propagates it out as fast as they can. So that pipeline of receiving the transaction, then sending it out, there's very limited amount of batching there. Even at, you know, you, you count all the activity that's on chain, including votes and everything else that's roughly 2,500 TPS, the amount of batching they actually get is maybe 20 to 30 transactions at a time. So it's barely even scalable across like AVX or SIMD. So let alone like let's fire up a prover and get all holistic compressed and then send it out. So what we wanna do is like skip the execution there and just shove the data out as fast as we can. So that asynchronous execution bit at the leader already works. But when you receive it on the replay side, Again, you're dealing with how do I stream this data in as it's streaming in in real time, process it. And there is opportunity there if you're dealing with it, you know, if you make that entire system fully asynchronous and you only provide a proof like once every couple minutes or something like that. But you still have to provision for this fire hose of all-to-all communication verification, because you have to confirm that when I'm receiving the state, for me to trade on the state, I want not have some guarantees that the state is what all the other traders are trading against. Them not being, you know, fooled when I, you know, when I take risk with my capital. So handling all those votes, processing all those messages. Sure, if if there's like if Stark is faster than GPU or AVX, we don't really care. Like we'll throw whatever whatever the fastest way to verify those. Um, so far we even looked at like BLS segregation which is a fairly common scheme and even at that point it's slower than throwing the stuff onto simple silicon that's available everywhere in, in, in Intel so from that perspective we're we're kind of looking at you know all the trade-offs but none of them are faster than simple AVX or GPU execution on on a common common Intel processor um, and you have to like do all this work right because the guarantee we're providing is that like once you connect to this network you have all the state you're guaranteed that you're observing the same markets as everyone else and that means you can start trading
1: so what i'm hearing uh from anatoly kyle is that uh despite the sophistication of the uh layer two protocols it's faster to execute these transactions uh on basically on silicon
3: the trade-off is you got to throw the hardware there you, ha- you have to you have to pay for it and that means that overall the network may cost more to run, but what we're seeing in practice is that that additional bandwidth that the network provides is so much larger that the cost to the users is much, much lower, right? The amortized cost per transaction to a user is greatly reduced.
0: And let me jump in and uh, basically uh, uh, use uh, Anatoly's answer to pinpoint the difference between, uh, you know, what StarCore is doing and, and how Solana is doing. And I wanna start off by basically complimenting Anatoly and his team at Solana for being the world leaders in terms of scale using hardware, right? There's no period, full stop. Where we differ is, so you know, our start provers also utilize very massive and dedicated hardware. The point where we differ is in the way we utilize, you know, uh, uh, very new and innovative software on top of that hardware. In our system, and basically only only in our system, in the system that uses cryptographic proofs, you can have a situation where one big machine with dedicated hardware that need not be trusted by anyone else can process a shitload of transactions and then generate a very, very small proof that everyone else can trust with perfect certainty. Whereas all the other blockchains, you know, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Solana included. Whatever hardware they use, be it small or big, is used to replicate the processing of all of these transactions and all the data that's associated with them. Now, just to give one example where you can see this being different is suppose that for some reason you have a lot of interactions that are being done, let's say, between Alice and Bob, you know, back and forth, very quick things, some high frequency trading that's happening just between these two things. So in all blockchains, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana included you will need in the end to relay all of this data, all of the signatures and the trades and so on. And maybe you can do this at great speed and maybe in parallel. Only with starts, you can basically say at the end of the day, you know, this is the settlement, the net settlement. And here's a very short proof and you need not give anything else. You don't need to trust the machine that did that. You only need the proof. And this is really a game changer. It's really very different. And it allows you to have... If you have, let's say, N big computers, 10 or a thousand, you could each time utilize a different one of them to take care of this shitload of transactions. And then all the rest of the world, they need not be big computers. They could be cell phones. They could know that these transactions were processed with integrity, which is what our technology is about.
3: I also want to say, uh, I always thought you guys were awesome. What you're doing is basically science fiction and at first kind of broke my brain because somebody that, you know, spends day and night thinking about like Shannon Hartley theorem and compression and how to move bits around the world. Um, it seems like magic. (laughs) So congrats on all the progress. And I remember talking to you guys four years ago and how early those days, how, how little worked and how many things are still theoretical. And just to see all this stuff accomplished really, really awesome to see. And I think like what you, what you get to is a key difference of, I think maybe, how, I, how I've tried to frame this um, between the vision for Solana and Ethereum as a whole is that Solana is this execution layer. It is designed for visibility of the data globally. And to compress it and to remove all that information and then only send the final settlement balances is removing value from the network, right? Because me as a trader actually want to see when that trade happened, when Alice or you know created the order when Bob created the order and started building my models on top of that. Um, so this is kind of like you know, like in finance, you start seeing specialization. Some things focus on execution, some things focus on settlement. And that's totally fine. I think that that's probably how the world is going to, you know, play out.
1: It's so interesting to listen to this conversation. I should probably add uh, that both projects have raised a great deal of money recently. Uh, Starkware just raised 50 million dollars in a Series C round led by Sequoia, uh, which I believe is a total of 111 million raised uh, and a total market post-money cap uh, value of two billion. Uh, and uh, this summer, Solana raised $314 million uh, in a round led by A16Z and Polychain Capital. Uh, so these are questions that investors uh, are very interested in seeing answered. Uh, I'd like to throw back to Kyle here, uh, who is in the same position as I am uh, to a certain extent, and our audience. We're listening to this sort of very highly technical debate right at the bleeding edge uh, of transaction processing of blockchain distributed ledger tech Uh, at the end of the day Kyle you're an investor you listen to these conversations and then you have to place bets you have to invest your capital how do you think about this as you listen to what we're hearing here today how do you process it and then how do you respond
2: well we've invested in both so we um yeah. From our perspective, we were just investing in the in different approaches, uh, but the best teams that were accomplishing those. And, um, you know, actually, one follow up question that I would have is uh, we talked about scalability, uh, let's say at a base layer. Um, what about um, what you can build on top? So uh, I think Anatoly mentioned uh, you know the idea of being a, a transaction layer, so a Nasdaq. Um, but what about, let's talk about properties. So composability. Um, this is a, a you know a property that a lot of applications benefit from. Um, how do, uh, and uh, uh, maybe we can start with uh, Anatoly, um, but then uh, when we go to uh, Starkware, uh, there's actually a couple of different products, one which is just live today, uh, StarkNet Alpha,
1: which maybe he can also explain uh, in, the, in the same way. Before we go to Anatoly, uh, Kyle, let's define composability for people uh, who don't understand what that means and why it's significant in the blockchain space.
2: The idea is that uh, multiple applications will be using the same base layer uh, for execution, computation, security, uh, but then they will, will want to talk to each other and so you may want to um, use a, uh, a borrow platform and borrow assets and then move them to another application that where you can have the trading happen and then use an Oracle, uh, you know, from a third application. And you want all of that to kind of work together. And this is one of the things that Ethereum does very well, um, but is, again, having uh, scaling uh, questions right now. So... Um, so you know, Solana has a you know a certain approach to that
3: our composability is that it's a single giant state machine, and it is a it's one design like almost like a traditional database. Uh, we have you know committed read isolation level for transactions that means that when a transaction reads a value from any place in the state, it gets the same value every time it reads it, and that state is globally visible. The challenge is that you know. We've designed this thing to be scalable in terms of state size. You know, in theory, petabyte is what I'm imagining. <laughs> um, then that's that that's an interesting number because you can't stuff that many reads in a single transaction anymore. You, you can never really read the entire state, the global state, in a tra- in a single transaction. So devs have to specify what bits of the state they're going to read, and we can guarantee that those reads are consistent and isolated, but we can't allow a single transaction to walk the entire state. This is actually where which, where we are getting let down the zero knowledge kind of path where to provide a trustless Oracle of, of walking the entire state and running some long compute application, like some, some long query, like walk all the token balances and sum them up and tell me that they're equal to X. Um, or something like that. That computation is basically impossible to do from inside the state machine itself. You have to walk this thing outside of the state machine, and then how do you feed this information back? Providing, you know, light client proofs of all the different parts that you've computed uh, is going to be extremely expensive in terms of bandwidth. Um, so using something like a, a Starkware or a you know a zero knowledge engine that can aggregate all this and then provide a succinct proof that this result actually matches from what I read from the state machine, that would be awesome. And that that is like, we're, we're doing active research there. Um, so composability for Solana is somewhat closer to Ethereum's layer one, like that true, like you have the entire state, you can do whatever you want with it. Um, but there's limits that I think aren't yet hit because... We even haven't seen that amount of usage in Ethereum to where you start thinking about, well, how do I get how do I write smart smart contracts that are aware of the entire globe, like the entire scope of the entire chain? Um, and that's going to happen. Right. So we want to get ahead of that.
2: I, I understand EVM is coming to uh, Solana too soon. We, we invested in a project that's uh, that's working
1: on that. This is, by the way, for, for those who don't. For those who don't know, this is the Ethereum virtual machine uh, that allows interoperability.
3: So I'm a you know true OS kind of geek. Uh, Solana's runtime is a is like a, a very very gnarly embedded system, but you can think of it as an operating system. And Neon is a port of Sputnik VM that runs as a Solana program, on, you know, using our toolchain and our sysroot and executes the bytecode interpreter for EVM, byte for byte compatible. So you can actually start handling. Ethereum transactions, you know, in Solana. That was blood, sweat, and tears by that team. So pretty, pretty, good, pretty amazing accomplishment. That's That still maintains some, uh, it allows for some parallelization too. So uh, leverages the Solana account model, you can run transactions in parallel that don't overlap the same um, state. So pretty amazing
0: feat. And our side of you, is the expert on, uh, you know, composability on our side, how we address
4: it. But Ellie, maybe just say a few words about StarkNet. And- so, um, Kyle, as you
0: said, uh, today, uh, the day we're recording it, uh, this probably airs a, a bit later, but, uh, you know, we just a few hours ago, uh, a, a VOI, uh, basically the whole team were, uh, you know, celebrating the launch of uh, the Alpha um, StarkNet on Mainnet, which means it's the first time that a, a validity roll-up is uh, this thing that's also you know somewhat erroneously called the ZK rollup, but it's uh, it, 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 this proof-based system for scaling with general computation is live on mainnet for every uh, DApp developer to write DApps for and transactions to be submitted. This just happened you know, as we're recording like uh, two hours ago. Um, so that's something we're very proud of because it sort of opens our stack to any uh, DApp developer. Um, and and yeah, Vio, you're the expert on composability in our system. So how 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 do we allow how do we allow things to compose?
4: Yes, so I think um, one of the main goals that uh, that we that we are actually trying to achieve in Starknet is to enable everything, all the good that we are already enabling in Starkex, our current scalability engine that runs some of the um, top applications on Ethereum today. But we wanted to, we wanted to take it also to a place where there is one single global state for all applications, and then every transaction can can be potentially very complex and include calls to many many applications and still be executed at once so that's that's what that's part of what Starknet achieves basically full composability on the state of all applications. I also wanted to so so what Anatoly said about uh, the use of CKE. Uh, technology in, in in Solana, it actually kind of reminded me something very interesting that we that we are targeting of doing as one of the first applications on Starknet, and this is we basically what, what Anatoly described is basic. It's almost one to one to this application. Basically, the need to prove information that is like very very a, a lot of information on the Ethereum state that Ethereum can't. Um, in a single or me- or reasonable cost proof. So one use case of this sta- uh, this uh, pretty abstract statement is to say let's count votes. Right, we have many DAOs, and every DAO has many token holders, and we want to we want to have like thousands of token holders participating by voting on yes and no on important decisions. But the problem is that it's 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 not very feasible to say, okay, let's pay ten dollars per voter per uh, vote, and then have thousands of voters in every decision. So by by being able to say, to prove stuff about the state of Ethereum, we can say, hey, look, this is the list of voters, and this is what was their token balance, and we can summarize it and say this was the total amount of yes, this was the total amount of no, and send it to Ethereum. And we can use Starknet contracts for that. And we don't need to change those smart contracts on Ethereum and we could potentially prove any statements on any state, not just of Ethereum, or, but of any other chain. And to start with, we are obviously starting with Ethereum, but any any state that we can uh, relate to in, in any way, we could prove similar statements about. I,
0: I want to make a comment, which is, uh, so I know that uh, it's it's often uh, nice to portray, you know, for, for viewing and for, for more action as, you know, some big clash as, as if uh, Solana and Starknet are, you know, fighting each other. But what you're really hearing, and, and this is the way technology works, is that, um, you know, there's this huge problem that we need blockchains to go out there and conquer the world. OK, and then what's going to happen, as is the case, let's say, with cellular communication, is that you throw at it whatever gives you more scale. And usually these things go together. So you have the fiber optics and, you know, new standards and whatnot. And what Anatoly is and his team are leading is the sort of hardware approach to parallelization, you know, more uh, pipelining, separation of state, which is, you know, it's a must in, in, in more uh, scalable blockchains. What we're bringing to this table is this uh, novel, very blockchain-friendly technology of allowing even an untrusted big machine to prove its integrity to everyone else and who can check it easily. So we, it's not surprising that that Anatoly is saying that they're looking into ZK proofs and, and we on our side definitely will need to have, you know, states, a space separation and things like that at some point in the future. It's That's the way technology works.
2: Yeah, I think, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and that's part of the reason we invested in both teams. Uh, I think that Um, The solutions are, um, uh, obviously, the the demand is is quite high. Most sexual assaults go unreported. At Sarnco, we believe, empower, and advocate for all survivors. If you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted and needs support, call 844-644-6435. 844 644 6435 At Sarnco, we're here for you. Um, and I think one of the uh maybe the, the one of the final questions, I don't know how much time we have left here, but um one of the final questions I would have is um in your view, what is a um like a solution uh or an application? That you think would potentially work better on the other network. So um, you, you mentioned you know the, the strong suits, but what, what what is like an example that you think uh, could actually like for Anatoly that you think Starkware would would particularly benefit from, uh, or, or would benefit from Starkware, uh, and then vice versa for uh, LA.
3: I think um, applications where you want some privacy in terms of what's happening. Like you you may have some um, semi-trusted sequencer. You don't trust them to do execution. What you trust them for is that they're not going to leak information when they do it. And then the resulting settlement balances end up on chain. So you're not trusting them with actually doing the work. What you're trying to make sure is that you kind of have some markets that aren't globally exposed. There's obviously obvious reasons for that. Um, so that that to me is like almost like a perfect design where... You have the final results of the computation and you have a Stark proof that says, hey, we did the right work. And then you can observe that information was never leaked. And that is a continuous kind of monitoring relationship. And you're trading effectively some censorship for privacy. And that trade off, I think, is there's going to be you know thousands of use cases that make that trade off. And it seems pretty obvious to me.
1: I don't know if the mic picked that up, Kyle, but you just said dark pool. Interestingly enough, you and I, I think, both started our careers at Credit Suisse, uh, where dark pools were, uh, I think, pioneered.
2: Yes, it's a, it's a huge problem, particularly for on-chain uh, decks, uh You know, trading uh, people can see what you're doing. In fact, miners can frequently front run what you're doing because they see the transaction first. So, um, yeah, I 100% agree that this is a massive use case
3: coolest thing for me would be that um, so there is like, a, I'm, I don't know if your listeners are aware, like Flashbots and all these other things are technologies that are trying to democratize minor extractable value. Well, the awesome is if you have this system running on top of each validator on Solana where you can start doing trustless order flow where you can trust that the system is being fair as in terms of how it's receiving orders and how it's Creating the final block, uh, but you're not trusting it with a you know. You can have a Stark proof that verifies that it's actually doing the right thing, and that would be to me a, a really cool you know combination of both, right? You now have these guarantees that are providing that you know orders are fairly you know submitted into blocks, but they're still done at this like link line rate. So that would that would be pretty cool someday maybe. <laughs> Once we put out all the other fires. <laughs>
0: I want to answer from our side, but also say we have an imbalance here. So we're like two, against, two from Starker against one from Solana. But in this case, it's going to work in your benefit because I'm going to give one example. And I'm sure Avio has many examples. So that's why I'll go first because I don't have as many examples. So we'll both say something that, that you know, benefits Solana. You get two of those uh, compliments. I would go with it. I would say that most transactions in the world, there's probably an exponentially decreasing, you know, scale of complexity and, uh, you know, how much states are connected. So, like, the vast majority, if you imagine, you know, all the payments of the world coming uh, onto a blockchain, let it be Solana, then many of those are going to be naturally state separated and then this massive parallelization is really really good for it so like the majority of use cases um uh, probably uh, would would fare very well on solana and in fact they probably do fare on solana which is why solana is uh, you know killing it these days so that's one thing where i think uh solana is like really really good at uh, and, and i'll let view i'm sure he has five other examples so i'll let him give another one
4: yeah i can just continue your line of thought of so that uh, that's that's more or less what i was thinking that any application that can greatly benefit from parallel execution makes tons of sense on on solana so one example that pops up is a uh, is uh, for example the part of order books where you have many many people just want to put orders so note maybe not the the execution there but the visibility of the order book so for example just presenting the order book where there is no you can do these things in parallel because no order is uh is is touching any other order is something that you can see very nicely running on solana today
2: definitely well there's many more applications as well
1: but uh i thought that would be a nice way to uh to uh close off here I wanted to give uh, each of you an opportunity to say something uh, as a final thought, final takeaways for our audience. Obviously, this has been uh, a pretty uh, fascinating conversation here. It started out uh, as a debate. It's become a very constructive conversation. I think at the bleeding edge of what's possible with the technology, Uh, where we are today, I know a lot of people who are watching this conversation have tried to execute transactions on Ethereum, uh, been bogged down with speed and looked at the gas fees and been like, oh my God, why am I paying $140 to get executed on this? This conversation really peels the onion away, uh, gives what's going on beneath the surface, the conversations that are happening in the community, and we got to be a fly on the wall uh, to listen to those today. Uh, Let's go back to you, Aviu. Final thoughts about this conversation, all the things that we've discussed here today.
4: Yeah, so I think from my perspective, um, we are really trying to tackle like the most fundamental um, issues with execution and data um, on blockchain. And we are trying to bring um validity proofs to to help with these issues as quick as possible and and as good as possible um so that's basically what we are doing ellie final thoughts
0: yeah okay so first of all uh i want to thank uh, thank uh, you ash and kyle for basically inviting us to be uh, alongside with anatoly uh, and solana you know the Network valuation of uh, 60 billion um, and counting. We 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 don't have any token. And to those asking, uh, you know, when token, there's the two word answer, which is no comment. Um, so it's it's you know it's a great honor for us to be sitting um, on this stage with with Anatoly and Solana. Uh, a lot of respect for their uh, technology and what they're doing. Um, our own uh, hope and, and vision is that uh, this technology will uh, of of starts or zero knowledge starts, right? ZK starts will help humanity uh, basically have better uh, ownership of data in the biggest sense possible and allow, you know, citizens to put in check even the strongest of monopolies and governments. And this is a technology capable of that. And I think, you know, blockchains are just the way that we're bringing it to bear on the world. But Sort of that's our vision. And I'm sure it's also in line with, uh, you know, it doesn't contradict or compete with uh, Anatoly's or any other blockchain. It's some some complementary technology that we are sure will uh, be used by everyone in the world, uh, hopefully soon.
1: Anatoly, over to you. Final thoughts. The media
3: loves the us versus them narrative. Um, it's kind of fun. <laughs> so I'm happy to play along. Uh, I think what people need to realize is that the core of what we're building, you know, isn't the technology itself. It's this idea that humans, like individuals, can have cryptography that they know how to use and they're powered with it. And that that is a, a really, really powerful thing. There's maybe five million people that sign stuff today on any networks, all networks combined, like actually know, like, hey, I'm I have custody, I'm signing this. I want this this effect to happen in this, you know, shared state machine. That's going to go to a hundred million, it's going to go to a billion people and it's going to transform the world. And this is the, kind of the more exciting part is like, think about how do we get that billion users to actually start using cryptography with self-custody and signing things. Um, that, that's the challenge.
1: Yeah, such an important point. Uh, Kyle, we come back to you. Uh, I think just an incredible conversation listening to this here today. Uh, It's the kind of conversation that you and VCs, investors get to hear in coffee shops in Palo Alto. The rest of us who maybe aren't fortunate enough to be in the room for those conversations got to be in the room virtually here with this conversation. Final thoughts uh, from what we've heard here today.
2: The future that we're all working towards is uh, using applications, actually. So uh, the teams here today are the people that are going to be on Mount Rushmore someday, but not that people are going to be looking and thinking about that they use every, uh, you know, powered by this, powered by that. It's rather the application. So these are the enablers, and we're at the bleeding edge of that right now. So that's why it's so exciting. But once uh, all this uh, this starts working together, applications are going to be, uh, you know, are, are really where the UX of the user picks up, and
1: that's what's really exciting. Gentlemen, thank you all for joining us here today. Obviously, so much more to cover. There's only one solution. We're gonna have to have all of you back on the show uh, to have these conversations in even more detail. Thank you so much for joining us. What's up, revolutionaries? Thanks for tuning in to Real Vision Crypto. For more great crypto content like this, head over to realvision.com forward slash crypto and get unfiltered access to the very best, brightest, and biggest names in finance.